Well, uh, a lot of new people have come in since we started. My name is Gabe. Um, I'm at River of Life Church in Cold Spring. Um, I've been there about six months. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love it. We, um, were, be, we were at Watermark before that. Um, it was a huge, huge pleasure to be there. Um, we were there for seven years and we were life group leaders there as well. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about my story. Um, our goal straight out of college was to go into missions. I was kind of telling you that. Um, but we were, we were faithfully serving at our church that we were at, and we kept feeling like God was saying, I want you to grow where you're planted, and I want you to grow where you're planted. So that's what we did. We um, were serving, and then uh, Jarvis asked if we wanted to come on staff, and we were like, Lord, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But yes, we will, we will be faithful and, and join on staff. We were doing life groups. Um, and then after seven years, same thing happened. Um, Denny asked if we would want to come on staff. We said that doesn't make sense with what we think we're supposed to do with missions. But we said, yes, we'll be faithful with what we felt like God was stirring in our hearts to go do. So we, we were at Cold Spring now for six months. It's been an amazing joy, an amazing ride, getting to experience life groups from a whole different standpoint. Um, at uh, Watermark, we didn't have a building. Um, we were a church plant and uh, trying to figure out the dynamics of how to make life groups work. We had about 10 to 12 groups um, and our life groups, including the different ministries that was took, made up about 75% of our church, which was pretty awesome. Um, and now at River of Life, we have anywhere to mid thirties to, I think right now we have 29 um, in this season. Um, and it's, it's truly our main connection point and our discipleship pathway within our church. Um, it is incredible to see what has happened in just these six months. Um, but it, it is amazing. Um, so how do you start? You have to have leaders. So how do you identify your leaders? That's point one. Um, at a smaller church, this is going to look a little bit harder. Your pool of people are not going to be as big. Um, and we experienced that at, at Watermark. But here's the honest truth. No one is perfect. Your leaders aren't going to be perfect. But you need to identify people that are, are pushing themselves and are willing to take that next step in their, in their faith journey. Um, and then now, we're in a, in a church where we have a much larger pool. Um, but you need to guide them through the process. You need to help them understand what's going on. Um, like I said, no leader is going to be perfect, but you need to help them through the process. So we actually walk through, with every single one of our leaders, we go through a booklet. Um, we, usually it takes up two to three weeks of time, but we walk through this booklet. I'm going to have you guys pass this around. Any of the material that, I, that we pass around, um, I can create a Dropbox link. If you guys want any of the information, we can send it to you guys. We can show you what we do. Um, if you want to use that material, you sure can. Um, but we walk through several things. We talk through what it means to be a part of a small group. I, I mean, people kept talking about sustainability in their, in their life groups. The honest truth is, if you're going to have a sustainable small group system within your church, is it needs to be a part of your church culture. Yeah. It really does. Um, that's, we've created, like I said, it's our main discipleship and connection point for our whole church. Um, that's how people are going to get connected. That's how they're going to grow in their, in their spiritual walk. And that's how they're going to be discipled 
is in that connect in that connect group in that small group in that life group so we go through and the first thing that we talk about is our mission statement as a church our mission statement has to do with life groups to know God to grow in God and to show God to others then we talk about how every single person has a need every single person in a church has a need and we talk about how in scripture everyone has a need for connection we talk about how everyone needs has this need for growth and then how everyone has a need for belonging and we talk about how discipleship that growth that relationship building all is going to happen through life groups then we talk about our church vision i know i love how mark mike burn barnett uh, said this and this is what denny believes at, at river of life is that sunday mornings are for the new christian um we don't go super deep we don't get super crazy on a sunday morning that growth time is going to be in our life groups that is where they're going to grow that's where they're going to get dive deep into scripture denny does that on a sunday morning i'm not saying he doesn't do that but the fact is a lot of that that core relationship building that core training that core understanding of what it means to be a christian is going to happen on a wednesday night or whatever time our life groups meet um so we say that relationships are better in, in circles than in rows. We break down what it means to be a part of our, our system. We talk about what it means to be a leader. They need to have a love for God, um, a love for people, and a desire to grow. We want our, our leaders growing beyond where they're at right now. If they're, they're happy to be at the same level they're at, they're not going to be a good leader. We talk about what it means to be stable we talk about how you need to have four disciplines, um, Bible reading, prayer, right relationships, and right attitude. We talk about, I mean, like I said, when you're in a, in a small church, when you're just starting up your ministry, you're not going to have um, these Christians or um, leaders who have been through, you might not have the master's student, you might not, might not have the people who, have the, uh, who are doctors in, in biblical studies, you might not have that. That's the reality of it. So you're going to have to train up your leaders. So you're going to have to explain what it means to have a devotional life because not all of them are going to understand what that even means. And that a lot of times you're going to have to understand that the people that you are going to invest in, the, the leaders that you are going to invest in, are going to have to have you walk alongside them through this process when they have questions and what, whatever it might be. We talk about prayer, and then we have an agreement. So our agreement is for our leaders um, hopefully you guys signed one. I don't know if you, <laughs> I don't know what Adam did. Um, but we want every single one of our leaders to be held to a certain standard. Um, if they're not going to live the right way outside of church, if, if they're going to be teaching things in church that we don't agree with, we can just go back to this and be like, this is what you agreed to. If that's not something you want to be a part of, if that's, that's not something you're going to do, then I'm sorry. Um, luckily, we haven't had to do this yet. Luckily, we haven't had to say, sorry, you're not upholding what you've signed off on. But I think it is very important to make sure that you guys have an agreement for your leaders. Um, and even as a leader, if, if you're in a small group, go to your pastor and be like, hey, I, as a leader, I want to live at a higher standard. I think our, our leaders should live at a higher standard. Um, is this something we could implement within our church? And then that's it for that. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Jessica.
Sorry, I only have one. I didn't know how big the group was going to be. I should have printed off more. But like I said, if you guys want any of the materials that I'm going to pass around, just I'll give you my email at the end. Or I'll just give it to you now. Why not? Um, it's G-A-B-E, Gabe, at symbol, riveroflifeag.org. Yes? Individually. When you do it individually, you said over a three-week period. Mm -hmm. so two to three weeks, depends on how long it takes. Two to three weeks, you meet once a week. What I've been doing is uh, we have three church services on a Sunday. I will meet with them during one of the services. That way there's child care. They're going to be there anyway. They can go to one service and meet with me at the other service. Can you repeat that email again, please? Gabe, G-A-B-E, at symbol, riveroflifeag.org. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So first, and then I, sorry, and then I do do this twice a year. So my goal is, we've kind of had to modify this according to what, what Denny has wanted us to do, but we're gonna have a training time that it, for our leaders um, that is apart from this, that is gonna be in, the, in August, and then in January, we'll have three to four weeks of training for our leaders where we're going to try and hit biblical topics, um, help people to have like an understanding of what it means to be a Christian, to pray, to have, uh, have a right life with Christ. It'll be a time where we can kind of dive in and, and, and uh, train up our leaders as well. Um, so identify your leaders and then establish your, your small group model. Um, I know a lot of people here said that they were, are in a group. So, I mean, this might not apply to you as much, um, but you need to establish what your, your church model is going to look like. Um, for us, we do it by season. We find that that is the most beneficial thing. We did that at Watermark as well. It was a little bit harder at Watermark just because of people just wanted to continue it, which makes sense. I mean, once you find a group that you want to be a part of, you just want to continue that. Um, but we do it by fall, um, spring, and then summer sessions. Uh, we made the mistake, and Don and Jamie might be able to attest to this, is we tried to fit in two sessions in the winter and spring, and it just, for almost all of the leaders who led in the winter session, they, they wanted to take a break in the second session. Um, so we're going to modify that and just do three sessions during the year. Um, we also realized that doing eight weeks is too short, um, 12 weeks is too long, and it seems like 10 is kind of the prime. Um, that people can for sure, like we, we have breaks, but people can go and continue that at home for a couple weeks between the sessions. Um, but we do think that that is kind of the prime time. It uh, gives people who join a group kind of like a non-committal time limit, eight for the leaders. It, it doesn't create a, a time of getting to know each other, but having it by season, it helps the leader know, okay, I chose the wrong material. I know by the end of the 10 weeks, we can be done with that material. It also gives the people joining a group to be like, okay, this is just 10 weeks. This wasn't what I was expecting. Um, you can, it still gives them that idea of understanding, okay, I can get out of this. Um, but it, we've seen it. It, does, it is hard. Sometimes groups don't mesh. But what we talk about with our leaders is that, I mean, it's not your job to make sure that everybody's crying 
or <laughs> that everyone is best friends. That's not your role. Your, your role is to create a community, create discipleship, and an understanding of who Christ is, or if it's a topical thing, understanding what it means to be a Christian in this world today. Um, and then after our 10-week sessions, we have three recharge nights. Um, what they did before um, was roundtable nights where they would have uh, discussion time. So we'd set up roundtables in our sanctuary, have a time of discussion, and then um, have uh, like a table talk. Um, and I knew for sure that nobody wanted to listen to me for three weeks straight. So I changed it up to a recharge night. Um, so and I, it kind of goes along with our, our mission statement as a church to know Christ, to grow in Christ, and show Christ to others. So our first one is know Christ. Um, we have three breakout sessions where that are that are topical, whether it's addiction, um, marriage, and family, whatever it might be. We have three breakouts that people can go to and connect and and learn. And then um, our second one is grow, grow in your knowledge of Christ. So we have a biblical topic. I know. In December, we wanted it to be about uh, grief and loss because I know in, in the, the uh, Christmas and holiday season, it can be pretty tough for, for people. So we wanted a topic about that, um, and it went really well. And then our last one is just a hangout, which is show, where people can show Christ to others, show people that Christians aren't always weird, um, <laughs> and just have fun. We play games and uh, have treats and coffee and whatnot. Um, so those are our recharge nights, and that's kind of how the flow is. It's 10 weeks, three recharge nights. kind of gives a, our leaders a break. It, it kind of breaks things up a little bit, and then we start back up in, uh, in January and then have three more at the end of the season. So, and then the last thing that we do, and this might be a fun idea for a ch like a church-wide thing, if you're wanting to do a church-wide thing. Um, we have a, a preview night where we kind of preview all of our, our – available life groups um, via video and then we have a time where people can connect at different tables um, we are going to try and modify that to be on a sunday morning that way it gets a little bit more touch points for the people who aren't in life groups because usually the people that come on a preview night are the people who want to be a part of life groups anyway but we'll plan on doing that on a sunday where we'll have our leaders at tables just connecting and then we uh we have our kickoff. Like I said, we, we start in the fall and then we start in the winter. We sync everything up with the school calendar. So what we do is we have essentially our youth pastor will be like, okay, this is the day that, that life group or uh, that school people are going back to school. So that following Wednesday across the board is when we have every single one of our life groups launch and our youth group kicks off, our student ministries kick off, and our life groups all kick off at the exact same time every season. Um, the benefit of this, it, it does create an excitement. It does create this, this culture of excitement across the board, especially, uh, I mean, from what I hear, we, we lose a lot of people in the summer. Um, haven't been through a summer yet. Um, but I did see the excitement in the fall. People were very excited to get back into it. They were missing... Um, life groups. We do have life groups. It's more of a joint life group in the summer and events. Um, but people are excited to get back into the swing of things. Um, so once you've established your leader, identify your leader, you establish your small group model, which ours is a fall, spring, summer model, um, 10 weeks with three recharge nights. After, after you do that, you figure out your weekly schedule. 
Um, we do almost all of our groups, and this is not like any church that I know of. We do every single one of our life groups. Okay, I shouldn't say every single one. Of the 30, right now we have 23 life groups that meet in the church building all at the exact same time. Wow. Yep. You're a big church. <laughs> yes. We have a big church. Yep. Our church can't do that. 100%. <laughs> it's not big I, I will speak from experience. When we were at Watermark, we had maybe an, we did inherit a small building. But at the same time, we were renting buildings. I can vouch that if you guys could rent a building, I know it's not in everyone's budget, but if you could rent a building where everyone can meet at the same time, it is huge. <laughs> it is huge. I think the benefits would outweigh the negatives a thousand to one. Most of all, you have childcare. I think when you're, you're looking for anybody who's young families or even established families, you have youth group, you have child care all at the exact same time the whole family's there and gets to be a part of it all at the exact same time i know it's not feasible for people who don't have a large building but i mean you can use the foyer if i know if for churches that have pews you can figure something out you can use all four corners you can use the stage we it gets loud it gets tight it is very tough for people to hear sometimes but once again i think that the benefits outweigh the negatives by doing it that way. Um, we do have um, six other groups that meet not on a Wednesday for people who serve in kids or youth or whatever. We want a, a space for them as well, um, but there's no childcare for those. But childcare was one of the biggest things. So we had to get creative at Watermark. I mean, we did Speed the Light fundraisers. We did people meeting in the basement. We, some families would just let the kids run wild. Um, which is not as I ideal. Um, but there, there are creative ways. And I, I didn't say this in the beginning, but I do want the end to be a discussion time. I, I do think that discussion time is one of the best ways to learn is from other people who are in the same stage as you guys. Um, because I understand that our church is not going to be the same as your church. Um, I'm just going to talk about our, our church and how beneficial it has been for us. Um, but I, we'll, we'll have a big time of discussion and just talk through that as well. Um, so we can get ideas from each other. Um, one of the other benefits is even if you're not in the same group as your friends, you still get to see them on Wednesday. So I, it, kind of, it kind of creates this culture of like, okay, I don't need to be with Don and Jamie because I've been with them five weeks in, or five sessions in a row. I can be with another group because even though I'm with them, I still get to see Don and Jamie on a Wednesday night. It, it creates this culture of family. It really does. Um, it, it creates an excitement. Um, you're all together. And then did I mention childcare? I mean, it is the best thing <laughs> ever, um, having childcare. Um, so if you can, yes. Oh, who, practically, who does the childcare like on Wednesday night? Because you have you know, all the parents and groups, mm -hmm. youth are over in the other building. Mm -hmm. So what sort of people and what stage of life are helping so, with childcare? So it's usually your leaders. So, and I'll talk about this a little bit more. We want to build leaders from, from our life groups. So the whole goal of life groups is to build leaders who can be leaders. And I'll talk about it later. Um, but my goal isn't to build up life groups. My goal is to build up the church. So what I want to do is build up more leaders who can be in youth, who can be in kids. And a lot of our kids' leaders are the ones who are like, I'm willing to sacrifice on a Wednesday, like let's say in the fall or in the winter, and you can break it up that way so they're only doing a certain portion of the year, but they're sacrificing to be with people's kids so that other people can hear about Christ. Being the tree. 
like you talked about yesterday. Yep. Yeah. You will worship service first and then break into small groups? Zero worship. We worship through um, conversation, I guess. (laughs) 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 All right, one more question and then we'll go back to it because we'll do a ton of discussion after. Yeah. Yep. I will. I'll show you guys. Okay. I have a map. I have a booklet. And I have everything. Um, yes. I'll get into that. Um, and then, so I'll go back through it. So within uh, establishing your small group, you have your season schedule. You have your weekly schedule. And now it's just kind of finalizing your details of what it's going to look like and how are you going to make it happen. Um, we limit our groups to 12 people. Um, Jesus did that. He had 12 disciples. So if you're not following that model, you're not following Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, But we try and limit it to 12. Sometimes it expands. Denny doesn't like when it expands, but Denny has a group of 18 right now. So I'm just kidding. Um, But all our groups run through Planning Center. Um, Who here uses Planning Center? For anybody who doesn't have Planning Center, it is the most incredible resource you could ever find. Um, it, it helps you file every single person in your church. It helps you get people into groups. All of our groups through Planning Center are on our website. They're on our app. Um, it helps you with events. If you want to plan an event, you can have people pay straight to Planning Center, and then they're registered. You have so many. I mean, I could talk for hours about Planning Center. It is one of the most incredible resources. So if you want to talk about that later, we can talk about it um, after the session. Um, but it's amazing. Um, for our leaders, we do try and s- research and, and understand maybe some study topics. So anything that's new that's come out, we, we um, have it in the booklet. Um, we look back at different studies from the past 10 to 15 years um, that might be beneficial for people. But we break it down into spiritual growth. We have family and marriage personal growth, men's and women's studies, missions, um, and then we have Right Now Media, which is also a great resource. Um, But I'll pass this around. We give this to every single one of our leaders about like two weeks before the end of, two to three weeks before the end of the session. That way they can start thinking ahead to the next session. Um, Not everyone's going to continue to lead, but we at least want them to be start thinking about that, start dreaming about that. Um, So I'll pass this around. This is just kind of something simple we do just to help your leaders maybe have some good resources um, for leading. Um, We do approve and review every single resource that is chosen. Um, If someone sends something to us, we do say yes or no. Um, We've had some pretty sketchy stuff already um, recommended um, doctrinally and just socially. Well, I mean, I'll just give an example. One of the books that comes from, it was about how to be a man, but it, which is fine. You can be a man. Um, but it talks about the pastor was uh, drinking, smoking, all of these things, and which isn't, drinking and smoking in itself isn't a bad thing when, it is. Okay. <laughs> Play around them. It is. Reset. It is. But when you're reading a book that I heard tons of people say that it was an awesome book, but when you have someone from leadership in a book talking about that, that aspect of ministry and that being a part of his ministry, I had to say no, even though the book would have been beneficial for some people. 
but at the same time, you don't know where people have come from. You don't know what background they've come from. And if you have a person of leadership speaking into someone's life, saying it's okay to do them, them you don't know where they're going to go with that. So it's that kind of thing that you need to review and kind of go through it. Um, so we review all the material. Um, we buy all of our books. I know this isn't going to work for everyone, depending on your budget, but we buy every single book. Um, and then we lay it out and we have it for three, sometimes four weeks, usually just three weeks, depending on the calendar. Uh, Amazon and Christian Books give you at least 30 days to return them. So you're not losing any money because it's free returns. Um, Amazon is, sorry, Christian Book is not. Amazon is. But we have it out so that people can get to see what groups we're doing. They get to see what books we have available and then create another touch point on a Sunday morning for people to buy books. It works really well. Um, People still buy it only the day before, or the week of, or the day of, but it still works out, or the week after. Um, but we create a little booklet. Um, we create a new one for every single session. Um, it has the leader, the book amount, describes the book, tells you which day of the week it's going to be. Um, I'll pass these around. I think it's super beneficial to have this. Um, we do have everything on our, our app and website, but at the same time, not everyone has a computer or a phone or has the desire to go online at all. So we do create that, another touch point for them to see life groups and to experience it. We have those on Sunday mornings. Um, coffee and snacks, we try and have a coffee. We have an amazing coffee bar, but even if you can just do drip coffee and, and some snacks, have, we have a volunteer create all of our snacks. We don't actually buy our snacks. Um, so if you can have something like that, it does create a, a, a fun, a fun feel. Um, for those people who are in the house, make sure to do that too. I, I think if you can have a snack and, and coffee and, and drinks, that, that makes people feel welcome. It makes them feel um, excited and um, at home. Um, and then the last part of this, I, do not be afraid to try new things. Um, even being at a church our size, where Life Groups is literally the culture, um, we've tried things that didn't work and we've tried things that did work, um, but don't be afraid to try new things. If it's not working, don't keep doing it because the reality is if you're trying something that's not working, it probably is not going to ever work. Um, but, so yeah, that was finalizing your details and then establish the heart behind your small groups. Um, like I said, our heart is to know Christ, to grow in Christ and show Christ to others. But how are they going to show Christ if they don't know Christ or haven't grown in Christ. So like I said, no, no, no Christ is for our Sunday mornings. Grow in Christ is for our small groups. And then show Christ is our leaders going out and showing Christ to other people, whether it's in kids, youth, or, or uh, every other area. And I, love, I absolutely love what Mike Barnett said yesterday because he said, anybody who's a leader in your church, we need to get this mindset of them being fed out of their their minds and the reality is is they should take that step of faith and if they feel like you know what, I've I'm I've got it all figured out I have everything in my life figured out that's a good signal that they should be at the next level serving or leading um, whether it's kids youth or or a life group leader um, and then naturally you're gonna have groups that want to stick together um, but the, the goal is to build new leaders. I mean, if, if this is your discipleship-making um, movement, like if this is your heart of your church, 
it needs to be the focus is to build new leaders. Because as a church grows, if you want your church to grow, you have to have continual leaders to sustain that growth in the process. Um, we do our best to hit specific needs. Denny always wants marriage, finance, grief, counseling, and addiction. Those are things that we always have a leader for. Um, but beyond that, we try and do um, just basic level interest groups. Um, we want that the new Christian just to be like, okay, I'm not going to jump into a book of the Bible when I haven't read a book of the Bible. Um, so we do have the topics, whether it's body image, minimalism, we have workout groups, uh, celebrate recovery, finance, um, sexual purity, 50 plus women's groups. We have membership classes, guys and girls nights. We have tons of different things. Um, and you will have people who want to jump in classes that are, are um, like a deeper thinking and, and let's say a Bible study. We have probably 10 Bible studies. Um, but the reality is, is if, if you have people who are hitting that level of thinking, they should be thinking about leading themselves. Um, and the goal is to get them to that state. So we do talk to our life group leaders, and I ask them, is there anybody in your group that you think could be a leader? Because the goal isn't to continue to hoard them or continue to feed those people that are wanting to be fed. It's to continue to pour out into the rest of the church. Um, and then resources. Does anybody have right now media? Talk to me. I can get you right now media uh, if you need it. It's an incredible resource for video studies. Um, it is anywhere from four to 12 weeks of videos um, from awesome pastors uh, and leaders across the, the country. And then they have questions that go along with it. So you don't even have to come up with the material yourself. It's just as easy as it gets. Um, you just need a printer and a computer. Um, Bible projects. Anybody heard of Bible projects? Yep. Yes. They're awesome too. They've got now they have a classroom. I mean, the one that we have a group doing is 14 hours of video, and that's just for one subject. Um, but there are tons of different topics, tons of different um, Bible resources on there as well um, that you can use. Um, you just have to sign up on their website. So that's Bible project. He reads truth. She reads truth. It's awesome. A little spendy, but um, it's a great resource to do Bible studies. And then Max Lucado has a ton of Bible studies as well. Um, what time do we go to? 50. Okay. Uh, all right, I was going to do a Q&A, but I'm going to jump into some questions for you guys. And from that, I'm hoping that it kind of stirs up a little bit of conversation that can be beneficial across the board. Um, sometimes some of the best information comes from discussion time. I truly believe it. Um, but what are some resources you guys use for small groups. Um, I have a lot to learn. I, like I said, I've only been a, at the church I'm at for about six months. Um, but there's continual things that we can learn from each other and from other people in the district. And I think that's really the point of what this is, is, I mean, there's always more to learn. So what are some of the resources that you guys use for your small, small group ministries? Lifeway? Yep. What is Lifeway? I, I know I've seen it before, but what what are some of the really abilities? Priscilla Shire. Yep, yep. All that in there. So mm -hmm. um, if I just say her name, then everybody that has kind of loops around her, their yep. Bible studies, they're trusted, you know, she yep. starts their content. Yep, that's good. They'll do digital or DVD studies okay. along with those folks' studies. Okay, that's good. Mark Batterson books. 
Yep, Mark Batterson. He's got some awesome books. Um, we did the Win the Day book, his newer book, um, and we still promoted it because we had, I think we've had four groups now do the same book. Or it might be three. Three or four groups that have done the same exact book. So, and it's filled up every time. So, great book. Yep. Dave Ramsey. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Dave Ramsey is always awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's great. Not as a small group in the church, but I was involved in celebrating recovery inside in the jail. Yep. And you use the regular celebrate recovery? Yep. Our leaders use that. 12 week, right? It, they use the basis of the 12 week, but it's continual. So essentially, they just can take parts of it and continue the process. So. The goal is to get people out of it, um, but yeah. continue on with mm -hmm. throughout the year. That's a, that's one of our only groups that actually never stops. So, but yes, I didn't say this. Our life groups meet every single Wednesday of the whole year. Don't stop. Um, one hour. Hour fifteen. Yep, from seven to eight fifteen. Okay. Same time as youth, and yeah, it's it's incredible. Um, any other resources that anybody has that might be beneficial? Family Life Today or? Yep, Family Life Today is awesome. Question for you, um, Yeah. You, you're talking a lot about preset curriculum. Somebody says, I'd love to teach a class. Yeah. And like, but I'd like mm -hmm. to just kind of freewheel it. Yeah. Very rarely do I let anybody freewheel it. Um, something I didn't allude to is that also, for anybody who's a new leader, we, it's a rule of thumb that we always have them co-lead. Always have them co-lead. Um, not only for their confidence and their understanding of how to lead, but just helping them see kind of the process for it. It's really good to have them co-lead. Um, but, but yes, we only have two groups that are going straight from the Bible, which might sound bad but the reality is is um, no we have Bible studies but they're from a, a specific book that way it has questions that go along with it it has material study that, yep study guides that go along with it just material that goes beyond just the basics of of okay let's jump into it and then you might have weird doctrine and you might have weird discussion not that we're trying to limit discussion but we are trying to have it be a little bit more focused and beneficial to everybody so yeah I know the men have really exploded with Promise Principle. Um, we've had a couple women's groups bloom out of Promise Principle and just using God's Word and allowing the Holy Spirit to guide and lead in those discussions. So it is a little different, not quite so programmed mm -hmm. or curriculumized, yep. but it has really been good to help. Hmm. I've never heard of it. That's it's, good. Yeah. Very, very good. Anybody else? Focus on the family has a lot of amazing stuff on their site. Whether you're dealing with teens, parents, women, men, I mean, yeah. a lot of um, stuff that you can print off that's available to us as well. Yeah. But I love their site. If you haven't been on there, check that out. Yeah. It's yeah. good. River Valley has, um, I believe, on their website, Access to Freedom. Uh, it's a ministry that kind of birthed out of Gateway, but we took it and rewrote it and okay. kind of made it our own. And um, and it's kind of we it was a continuance of Celebrate Recovery, so that people weren't 
staying stuck in yep. that addiction, but be actually becoming free and moving forward. So it's a really, really great mix, like small group style. Yeah. Yeah. This kind of correlates with this, but um, we had a few people say that they struggled with the sustainability aspect of small groups. What is something that you have found has benefited you guys in your sustainability in maintaining a life group? Um, I made mention of the fact that we don't typically want groups to stay the same. So the goal wouldn't be to sustain your same group forever. The group is to build and send um, or to maintain that relationship as you go but in a different aspect. Um, so what is something that you guys do to help create sustainability within your church? Well, we do a meal. Yep. Um, and then have break bread and, yep. and then get into our study. Yep. Um, and it's for any age group, adult. Um, but what we found is um, majority of us are seniors? So there's a few that are younger, yeah. and so they're, they're feeling now that they don't fit in. Yeah. I, w I would say the benefit of doing an online sign up is the fact that you have no idea who the people are going to be in your group. It is, it is one of the benefits. Yeah. You it's, it's a smaller church compared to what we've got. Even at Watermark, and if you need help with website or anything like that, we can find someone to help. Um, but there is a huge benefit to finding a way to get it uh, online sign-up. I had a quick question about that. Yeah. So the online sign-up, like, is that, do you guys always do it that way? Or yeah. there different options? Because I noticed with our church, if we try to do anything, technology, we get cool. complaints from the older crowd. Like, I don't yep. know how to do this. The, benef <laughs> the benefit, yeah. No, I, I understand, 100% understand that. So one of the benefits of having a table where we sell books is the fact that we can sign up anybody. Yep. Um, so we have a computer or an iPad there at all times where people can sign up um, directly. Um, and we have the same people who do the same Every. Do you have like somebody helping them if they need help? I'll there, be there every or? time. Okay, so someone is there in the church. Yep. Like, hey, Whether it, it's a volunteer, uh, one of your yeah. life group leaders, you yourself, or just even a volunteer from your. Okay, your so you church. keep it online, but you just have somebody available to help if needed. Yep. So we sell okay. books. You can sign up directly yeah. from okay. my computer. All we have to do with the benefit of the planning center is you can literally look up someone's name and sign them up directly. Okay. communication mm -hmm. within I feel like sustainability mm -hmm. is after 27 years of leading life groups and small groups is I just love it the group me yes. app group and me. yeah and even the older and younger I read many intergenerational groups and yeah. they all cling to it and yep. love you know so-and-so struggling today really experiencing spiritual warfare everyone's just on it praying yeah. together and just it really helps um you know, facilitate that family of God atmosphere within your group. Yeah. And yeah, just taking meals. This one's, you know, in the hospital doing this and yeah. just really forming that community within that life group. Yeah. That's good. Kind of going, just one second. Yeah. Kind of going off of that, one of the best resources I found, especially with, I mean, we have 80, 85 leaders right now. Um, the best way to communicate is an app called Text Groups. Um, it, it is one of the best resources I've ever found. Um, so I'll kind of just show you what it looks like. So you can group people in your phone based on 
who they are. So like I have Heartland Masters Commission, I have Life Group Spring, I have Life Group Leaders, Men, Missions Team, um, and our Young Adult Group. So I can literally just click on them, write up a, a text, hey, insert their first name, how are you doing? And I can just click through and send it to every single person. It is huge. They don't have to have the app, right? They, they just receive a text and they have to have they, the app. No, they don't need an app. It's called text groups. It looks like an individual message. All it says is, hey, hey, Don, how are you doing today? I don't do that to you. Don't worry. You can select everybody, deselect everybody, or send it to individual people. It allows you to edit it and do it however you want. No one else sees it. It's an individual text to every single person. Also, as you do it, okay, uh, I'll send it to the HMC students because they don't care. So, text groups. Yeah. So, here, let's say I, I, I want to send a group to them. I say, hey, text. Each one is individual. Hey, I send it. Then it does the next one. I can edit it and add whatever I want to to every single text. So it's, it's not the exact same text to everyone if you don't want it to be. So it's very, very great app. I've, it's probably been a lifesaver for me, if I'm being honest. It looks like three little, uh, like the, you know, remember the old like um, instant messenger envelope? It kind of looks like that. Um, I wish I had a screen to show you, but I don't know. It's blue with a white text uh, box with three little blue dudes in there. It's a one-time payment, but I, I will tell you it is the best thing ever. Um, how much time do we have? Okay. Uh, um, I won't ask that one. How about we just do question and answers, just because we, we're limited on time here. Yes. Hopefully. Do you like raise the ministry or like what, um, I don't know, I think we all have that thing where it's like, uh, God, I believe you're real, um, I want to serve you, um, and then he calls you into things. Mm -hmm. So what, what did that look like for you? How did you get here? How did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so my parents uh, were missionaries um, in southeastern Europe. So I grew up there, went to North Central, um, planned on going into missions, met my wife. And then, uh, like I said, we were at a church, and our plan was to do missions, um, but we feel like God keeps moving us to different spots, um, which doesn't make sense to us, but we're being faithful. And um, so that's where we're at. It's kind of like missions, right? In a sense. In a sense, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing I do want to say about that, it, for anybody starting up, one of the most beneficial things that we did at Watermark, which uh, River of Life did when they start up, started up their... Um, small group model is having everyone jointly and doing one session together, whether it's alpha, whether it's um, the purpose driven life. It is beneficial. What, essentially what you're doing is creating a group and from that le group you'll have table leaders and then from that you kind of stem a natural life group from that. Um, people get comfortable with uh, sitting around a table talking to each other. It, you're creating a model that is, is um, where people get to understand what it means to be in like a small group setting. Yes. 
So say you uh, two weeks into the ten week and you work with a guy, you know, I might want to attend that. He's not a Anybody can join at any point in time. Okay. Even if we hit twelve, which is technically the max, you can still join a group. They just can't sign up naturally online or the app. They have to come to me or let me know, and then I'll sign them up. Yeah. Earlier, somewhere over there, had kind of a question about seniors. Yep. Okay. We established not necessarily a small group, mm -hmm. but a group that's our pastor said, could you leave this? Mm -hmm. um, we started out as like a coffee and type thing yep. in the middle of the week in the mornings. Yep. And they loved it. Two times two times a month. Yep. And expanded that to a like a potluck after yep. church about once a quarter. Okay. And that's been working out really well. Yeah. And we invite the single mm. seniors. The single Sing yes. the single like college kids. College kids, okay. yes. People that yeah. are single. Yep. Put it that that's way. good. <laughs> that's really good. And uh, that's been working out really well just to get the interaction, you know, with the, with the seniors and the young people. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah. yeah. Any other questions? Do you do all of your uh, uh, groups at the same time? How do you do with, yeah, same building? How do you do if people can't make that, that time? We do have other good life groups that meet on different days. Okay. It, it is, we have like five or six that meet on different days. So it's just a majority of them. Mm, yes. Yep. So for your 29, 30 groups you have, what would you say as far as book versus video? Because I'm kind of curious because we have a lot of people that will say, I'm not going to read, I don't like to read. I'm just yep. curious, like, the yep. majority of where they're at. Um, I, kind of something that I've noticed and even our, our uh, youth group leaders can attest to is this next generation really loves creating and having an input and having their own thought process kind of invested into everything. So something that was modeled at a, our young adult conference is having like the round table kind of idea and talk for let's say 10 to 15 minutes, have five minutes of discussion and ask them a question. Let's say, um, why do you think Jesus did what he did in this passage? They discuss it for five minutes. They will explain their perspective on it and then you come out and say, okay, well this is from a biblical standpoint, this is what it actually means. But it allows them to have thought process. It allows them to have investment and creativity and thinking, oh, why would it, why would Jesus do this? Or what, what is the process? So that would be something that would be beneficial. But young adults love videos. Um, they hate reading um, and they hate commitment. But they love food, so bring food. Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> curious the differences. Free pizza would be your biggest yeah, bet and getting anybody to watch there. something there, like, yep. like right now media or something. Yep. Yeah. They're pretty much uh, uh, youth students, but out of college. Yeah. But, it's hard, though. Because, well, yeah. I don't want to say it's necessarily hard, but there are people that have a growth mindset, and there are people who have a fixed mindset, mm -hmm. and you can't be all things to all people. Yep. Those people that say they don't want to read, it's not accurate because they will spend forever on, on here yeah. reading whatever it is and it's just it's, it's prioritized yeah yeah and i'm i mean of our 20 i guess there's 29 right now probably 20 of them are all books okay so yeah i was just curious we're limited on church, what the numbers yeah. were on that we don't have classrooms like this to where we can um <laughs> use rooms to have videos otherwise we probably would have all video because mm -hmm. um, people like videos better mm -hmm. but that's your truth. Yep. Mm -hmm.
Um, so I actually, I had to develop a different system because I wanted to keep you a little smaller for a discussion time so that I had people leaders. So I'm still leading from the front, but they're discussing yeah. with their people That's good. leaders. Mm -hmm. So yep. I, I had to kind of structure, but it was the first time going video and <coughs> I definitely will use that again. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Josh? Yes, you said, um, like you want, you don't want your life groups to stay the same, you want them to expand mm -hmm. out. Like what, what is your strategy or encouragement for like a group that has a bunch of leaders but doesn't want to split up? Like how do you encourage them to split up? That's a good question. We had, I had that at Watermark. We had one group that was all people in the group that could have all been leaders themselves. But they were so comfortable and wanted to be together that they didn't want to expand. And the reality is, is you needed, it's essentially a heart change, kind of what um, they were talking about. It needs to go beyond yourself. And even what Mike was talking about yesterday, I mean, it needs to be stop being the crowd and be the tree. And they need to have that heart change and, and understanding of, okay, I need to be lifting people up. I shouldn't always be fed. I shouldn't always be comfortable. And the reality is, is being a comfortable Christian isn't the right way to live. And yep I talked to the leader and pretty much told them like everybody in your group could lead and they weren't happy about it but. <laughs> yeah um, I feel like that's healthy community too and so that would be like a friend group that could be that could turn to you know Friday night hangout that's your friend group but then those people lead the small group that's more focused yep. on the church. Because yep. you don't want to like break up a friend group, but yeah, that's not what it's about necessarily. Yeah. Group, sure. You do have all week to hang out with whoever you want. You don't have to do it during your life. Yeah. Yep. They do not have to be members, um, but we do have a booklet. I don't know where it went, um, but it, it talks through everything. I can send it to you if you want. I'll give you my email. Yep. You have, a, you have a fitness gym at your church. Yep. That's cool. Um, yep. two, I'll just say that. Um, let me put yep. an idea. Um, yep. The number two, uh, crap, what the heck was it? Um, uh, I just, I'll, I'll come back. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So cool. I had a question about just the logistics around if there are, have you ever had anything inappropriate happen and people say, hey, Gabe, like this is happening in our small group? What kind of inappropriate oh, time? Like maybe weird doctrine stuff. Yep, we have that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. How do you do that with brought up in class? Uh, whoever asked the question about open-ended Bibles. Yes. Yeah. That's usually how you. If, okay. if it's pretty topical and you have a book that's kind of focusing you a certain way, you're not gonna likely go another way. Usually, okay. that is not all the, always the case. Um, sorry, I didn't answer your question fully though. Um, I mean, I would have your leader talk to the person that might be leaning that way and just be like, all right, if you want to have like a one-on-one -on -one conversation about this stuff, I would love to talk to you on the side or you can talk to my pastor about it. Um, but we're not going to talk about it in, in a group setting because that's not what we believe as a church or as a denomination. So you go about it that way, one-on-one -on -one, rather than in the group setting, rather than making them feel bad there. <laughs>